0: to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled, Cultivating a Heart of Humility. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 through 8. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, as he already existed in the form of God, "...did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a bondservant and being born in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on the cross." Our first biblical principle in this series is to cultivate a heart of humility. We must put away selfishness. Our second principle is we must put away pride, and our third biblical principle is we must put others before ourselves. Now let's continue, Philippians two, verse three. B says, "But with humility consider one another." As more important than yourselves, we are to always humble ourselves and walk in humility before the Lord. Because when we humble ourselves, the Lord lifts us up. He raises us up. The Bible declares in Psalm 147, verse 6, that the Lord lifts up the humble. Doug Stringer stated it so beautifully. Everything we do has to be filtered through that place and posture of humility before the holy, holy, holy God of Israel. He stated, I believe God continues to say this to his church. Stay low in knee posture and humility. The place and posture of humility is on our knees. When we walk in humility and lowliness of mind, the Lord perfects his character in us. And one of the characteristics of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is humility. In the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 29, the Bible says, this is Jesus speaking, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. One of the first steps of humility in a believer's life is the miracle of salvation. It is at that salvation moment that we recognize and acknowledge that we are sinners and we need a savior. And we come to the end of ourselves and what we know, and we realize that we cannot save ourselves. That is a humbling experience and by faith we accept the free gift of God's grace and his love and forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ and the finished work on the cross. We know the gospel and we are humbled by it. We know without a doubt that Jesus saved us and it is Christ alone through faith alone. And some of us should have been dead and sleeping in our graves, but we are still here, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I can remember being in major car accidents, one in particular where our car was totaled and it involved an 18-wheeler on the Shafalaya Basin Bridge in Louisiana. And we all walked away without even a scratch. That was nobody but Jesus. I can also remember when my apartment was totally destroyed by fire and the Lord saw to it that I was not in there at the time. That was nobody but Jesus. And I am still here by God's grace and his mercy. And I don't know about anyone else, but I am humbled by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I know I need him every day of my life every step of the way. And I am not only humbled by my sweet Savior and Lord Jesus Christ and the salvation experience, but I am also humble and obedient to His Lordship. Then there are some of us who are just fine, just knowing Jesus as our Savior, but we don't know Him as our Lord. We have not submitted or obeyed the Lordship of Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you shall confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. He is our sovereign Lord. He is our ruler, our owner. Jesus Christ is in control and he has the final say. Everything we have belongs to him. Our spouse, marriage, finances, family, careers, possessions, it all belongs to the Lord. Jesus is Lord and everything is under his sovereign rule, reign, authority, and control. He has the supreme place in our lives and true humility is acknowledging Jesus as Lord and Savior. Micah 6, 8 says, And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? We are to always walk humbly before the Lord and let him do the exalting as we said before. Being humble does not mean putting yourself down or pretending to be helpless or not accepting a sincere compliment from someone else. That's false humility. On the other hand, we should not be inflating the value of ourselves. That is not wise. We must have the proper estimate of ourselves. According to one quote by Charles Spurgeon. We are in economic times right now where inflation is totally out of control. Real estate, residential and commercial prices are at an all-time high. Land values have skyrocketed. Gas prices, car purchases and groceries are sky high. Everything is at its peak. And in some cases, a lot of values, especially for real estate, they're inflated and way above the market. But at some point, don't you know, the market will correct itself and prices will level off. So we need to understand that we must not inflate our value, but deflate our value and allow the Lord to correct and chasten us so that he can use us for the kingdom of God. In the same verse, Philippians 2 verse 3 it states but with humility, consider one another as more important than yourselves. And you might say, Bible teacher Tyler, so what do you mean putting others before myself? In the King James Version it says, let us esteem others better than themselves. The word esteem means to lead or to go before, to deem or Are to deliberately decide. The word better in this text means way beyond measure, superior, excels, are above, and way over the top. The Apostle Paul is writing and encouraging the saints at Philippi to consider others before themselves, to focus and concentrate on others. It simply means instead of acting in the previous manner where they were preoccupied with themselves and walking in pride in verse 2, which we know is sin and wrong in God's sight, he's encouraging them to fix their eyes on Jesus and on those things in which others excel and go way over the top for them. It should be Jesus in our lives first. Others should be second and we should be last. Even though we might be more gifted than someone else, we must deliberately think modestly about ourselves. It's a deliberate choice to think better of others. And in doing so, it helps us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, but to think as to have sound judgment or to think soberly. Mother Teresa once said, humility is the mother of all virtues, purity, charity, and obedience. It is in being humble that our love becomes real, devoted, and ardent. If you are humble, nothing will touch you, neither praise nor disgrace, but you know what you are. If you are blamed you will not be discouraged. If they call you a saint, you will not put yourselves on a pedestal. Humility values others above ourselves. It is when we learn to make room for the gifts, abilities, and talents of other people more than our own. And wherever God has called us or placed us, whether it be in the background or the forefront, we must stay there and humble ourselves as the Lord takes us through the process of spiritual growth and maturity. And we must also give preference to one another in honor, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 10. That is a challenge for some of us. And we must pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us and show us how to esteem others better than ourselves and to show honor. In the church, we must develop respect and appreciation for our leaders and for what other people do. While at the same time, we must be careful about exalting them or putting them on a pedestal because then we're setting up idols. They must be held in high regard and love just for their work's sake. And that is what pleases the Lord. In order to cultivate a heart of humility, we must put others before ourselves. Now let's continue in Philippians 2 verse 4. The Bible says, Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Our fourth biblical principle is we must be concerned for one another. The phrase merely look out means to fix one's eyes upon or direct one's attention to. The Apostle Paul is saying to the church at Philippi and This word is speaking to us today that we should not have regard solely for ourselves, but each of us on the things of others. Simply put, we should be concerned about others. The Apostle Paul demonstrated a powerful example for us in Scripture. In Philippians chapter 1 verses 23 to 24, he said, But I am hard-pressed from both directions. Having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sakes. The Apostle Paul admits his desire to want to be with the Lord is far better. But he is so concerned about the Philippian church, he decides to stay with them and minister to them and to help them grow spiritually. And as a servant, the apostle Paul was thinking in terms of the benefits for the Philippians and what they would receive by his continued presence with them. And as servants, we are to be concerned about one another, or at least try to understand each other and share our feelings and our hurts and pains. We are all part of the same body and the family of God. And in the scriptures, there are so many phrases, quote, one another's, unquote, that teaches us how to relate, respond and look out for one another. The Bible says in John 13:34, "Love one another." This phrase is seen at least 16 times in the New Testament. Galatians 5.13 says, serve one another. 1 Corinthians 12.25 says, care for one another. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens. Ephesians chapter 5.21 and 1 Peter 5.5 says, submit to one another. 1 Thessalonians 4.18 says, comfort one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage one another. 1 Peter 5.5 5 also says, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. That is the theme of our lesson. James 5.16 says, confess your faults to one another. Ephesians 4.2 and Colossians 3.13 says, forgive one another. James 5.16 says, pray for one another. We mentioned in our lesson earlier that the Apostle Paul was praying for the saints at Philippi. And then Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 says, be kind one to another and compassionate. There are so many more in the scriptures. And I'll never forget many years ago, everyone seemed to be more concerned about one another. We knew all our neighbors and their children, and we always checked on one another. And if there was a need, and if someone had it, we would help them. But nowadays, folks barely know their next door neighbors. But one thing about us, my husband and I, we try to make it a point and go the extra mile to know our neighbors. We have their phone numbers. We call them and check on them. And at one time, someone was running rampant through our community, breaking in and stealing cars. And some of our neighbors had cameras and. And we started calling each other and then he was blasted on social media. We got local authorities involved and it wasn't long before that thief was run right out of our area. And for some of us, it took a pandemic for us to start checking on one another and showing some concern. And when the pandemic first started, everyone was in quarantine and we received phone calls or text messages, basically like wellness checks. But it didn't take long for us to stop and to go back to our old in different attitudes and to get so busy that we forget about one another. And it's so very sad, especially for us as the church, as the body of Christ. And then we ought to ask ourselves a few questions to help us know if we're really looking upon the interests of others. What do we pray about? Do we always just pray about our own needs or pray about the needs of others? And there's nothing wrong with praying about what our needs are. But scripture also tells us to pray one for another. And we might ask ourselves, are we willing to be inconvenienced to help someone else? Or another question might be, are we willing to jeopardize our own comforts and pleasures to further the gospel of Jesus Christ and to make a difference in someone else's life? The Apostle Paul stayed in Philippi because of his genuine concern for them. And when we love and serve the Lord, we have that same genuine concern for other people. And we want to see them blessed and prosperous. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. And in order to cultivate a heart of humility, we must be concerned for one another. Now let's continue. Philippians 2, 5 says, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. The King James translation says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The word attitude in the New American Standard translation means like-minded or same-minded or frame of thinking the Philippian believers were encouraged to have the same mind or same way of thinking as Jesus Christ. It's deliberate, intentional, and it's a decision. And the next few verses in our lesson text will describe what the Christ-like mindset looks like. In verse 6 of Philippians 2, some theologians constitute this verse as the grand statement on Christology. And Christology is simply the branch of Christian theology relating to the person, nature, and role of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our supreme example and model. He shows the mindset of selfless humility. Philippians six says, who as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. The phrase already existed in this text means to begin or to make a beginning. Jesus was God and Jesus is God. He was not a component or symbol of God. Jesus is the living, eternal, holy God and has all the attributes of God, his power, his glory, and his splendor. Even before Jesus came to earth, he was already in the form of God. At his birth, at the incarnation of Christ, Jesus became God in the flesh. The Bible confirms this in John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. John chapter one, 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was fully God and fully man. This is the hypostatic union. The simple truth of the hypostatic union is that the eternal God became fully human in one man, Jesus Christ, the God man, his complete and absolute deity is seen in this passage of scripture written by the apostle Paul. Jesus Christ pre-existed even before he entered into human history. This also explains Jesus' statement in John 8, 58, when he declared, Before Abraham was, I am. And the scripture goes on to say in Philippians 2, 6, Jesus Christ, as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. The King James translation says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. The word consider in the new American standard translation means to think, to deem, or to regard. The word grasp means to seize upon or to grab hold. Ask God, Jesus had all the rights as deity, but he didn't go around bragging about being God or I am the greater one than anyone else. Jesus was humble and we also need to be humble and walk in humility. None of us should be walking around being braggadocious and thinking that what we have is better than anybody else. That is so ungodly and unwise. And we definitely shouldn't be walking around thinking we have a sense of entitlement. Nobody owes us anything. Jesus did not go around like the world owed him something. He made the world. John 1.10 says he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Jesus did not have to seize or snatch his equality with God. It was his simply by nature. It belonged to him. He didn't have to cling to it, but he was willing to let go of it or to give it up. Jesus had absolute equality and fullness with God. He did not let his deity stop him from expressing his humanity. Jesus never ceased to be God. He never divested his deity or or his divine attributes or characteristics. And during his earthly ministry, Jesus' claim to be deity infuriated some of the Jewish leaders of his day. In John chapter 5, 18, it states, Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. The word declares in Colossians 2, 9, for in him, in Christ, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form from the beginning of time and all throughout history, all throughout eternity, Jesus Christ is God and Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus did not take advantage or exploit his equality with God for his own gain. And how many times in the body of Christ we see where the Lord has blessed or elevated someone or even given them a spiritual gift, a call, or a leadership position. And we've seen it used for exploitation in the body of Christ or for personal gain. Or sometimes they'll use it financially to line their own pockets. The Lord is not pleased with us, and He will deal with us and some of our leaders in the body of Christ. We must all get it together. Now, let's continue to look at the characteristics of the Christ like mindset. Philippians 2 7 declares, But Jesus emptied Himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men. The phrase, Empty himself means to willingly vacate or to make void or to pour out until it is all gone. That first characteristic of the Christ-like mindset is we must empty ourselves. Jesus poured out all of his deity into the container of his humanity, being fully God and fully man. It resembles pouring water into a container until it is full to the brim. The only way that Jesus could make his limited appearance on earth as a man, he had to have been willing to empty himself of his heavenly glory. Jesus's divine glory was veiled and he set his glory aside. In the book of John chapter 17 verses 4 and 5 when Jesus prays, he says, "I glorified you on the earth by accomplishing the work which you have given me to do. And now you, Father, glorify me together with yourself and with the glory which I had with you before the world existed." And if we are going to cultivate a heart of humility, we must put on that Christ-like mindset and empty ourselves. Now here are some practical applications for our lesson. Number one, invest time in the word of God. Submit and obey the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Number two, learn to walk in godly humility. Number three, read and meditate on the scriptures pertaining to the lesson. Micah 6, 8, Romans Ten, twelve, 12, Philippians chapter 1, 23 to 24, John chapter 1 verses 1 through 2, and John chapter 17 verses 4 to 5. And you might ask, Bible teacher, Tyler, who is this Jesus? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you shall confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation that's taking place all around the world in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www. The Kingdom God bless you until we meet again.